Good morning. Welcome to Church Matters, a place where we ask questions about the life of the church at home, across the street, and around the world. This program is brought to you by Mennonite Church Canada. My name is Dan Dick, and I'm the host of Church Matters for today, while Janet is away. Our scripture text for today is taken from Hebrews 13.5. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never fail you nor forsake you. Today we're going to talk about stewardship and fundraising in the church. In a few minutes, we will be joined by Al Rimple. Al is the Director of Resource Development for Mennonite Church Canada. We're going to ask some tough questions about church fundraising. But first, we're going to hear from Brian Moyer-Suderman and his original composition, Thank You. I wake up in the morning and I look out, look out, look out. I wake up in the morning and I look out at the new day you have made. And I say, thank you, thank you, thank you, oh God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, O oh God. We sit around the table and I look down, look down, look down. We sit around the table and I look down at the food that you provide. And I say, thank you, thank you, thank you, O oh God. I go walking down my street and I look round, look round, look round. Go walking down my street and I look round at the neighbors you've given me. And I say, thank you, thank you, thank you, oh God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, oh God. Go to bed at night and I look back, look back, look back. Go to bed at night and I look back at all that was today. And I say, thank you, thank you, thank you, oh God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, oh God. Welcome back to Church Matters. We have with us today Al Rimple, Director of Resource Development for Mennonite Church Canada. Thanks for coming to speak with us, Al. Thank you for inviting me. Al, why does Mennonite Church Canada, or any denomination, need a Director of Resource Development? Uh, Resource Development is a ministry. It's not just another name for fundraising. Resource Development helps to build relationships, which foster helpful connections between people, 
individuals and their calling or vocation, and resources and various opportunities where those resources can be put to use. The Fund Development Ministry involves touch, it involves relationship, it involves being concerned about the other, and seeing what God is calling them to do. And that is a pastoral ministry as well. A lot of people perceive that charities in the church are competing for donation. By charities, I mean like parachurch or non-church charities. What's your response to that challenge? Number one is that I believe that God has enough resources to do what God wants to do. Uh, so when we talk about competition, it often is a picture of a, a very limited amount of things, or it's a scarcity mentality. And I would suggest that there is an abundance of resources available. And so in that process, we're asked to make decisions about which ones we can support, because you can't support them all. I'm inviting people to think about what happens to us as we make choices with respect to who we will donate to. It's, it, it can't only be about doing good things, because so many are doing good things. The question now becomes is, how am I forming my identity? What am I building uh, through the donations and the things that I support? Al, we also spoke with Lori Reeser. Lori is completing her master's degree on the subject of fundraising and the church. She has recently completed a survey of 25 donors in the Mennonite Church, and I reached her by phone in Australia and asked her how people make giving decisions. Well, there's some people who are varying levels of, the, of trust in their church. And many people said that the church is, you know, if you ask them what their favorite charity is, they say, well, our local church. And then some of the courageous, courageous ones said, but my local church, you know, that's my, I, get, that's, I should give to that one. And so I guess that's my favorite. But it's actually more fun to give to my friends who are um, faith, faith missionaries, you know, where I'm making a bigger impact. In their, in their budget, I'm one of their major sources of funding, and I hear what's going on. And, you know, my church, it just goes, it's just a little drop going into a big budget. So they felt that, you know, their church was their favorite, but they had more, their money had more impact and they had more fun giving it to other sorts of charities. That was one view. And then there's people that, where their church is, they only give to their church or charities that are associated with their church. So there's, there's, and then, and people that go around their church make an end run around the church. You don't feel the church is giving wisely, so they choose what charities they're going to direct it to. They're not trusting the church to make that decision. Al, what's your response to what Lori is learning? What's becoming clear in what she's developing is that the financial sophistication, as demonstrated through organizational budgets, uh, rationalized, unified approaches that are very significant in, in helping us to do ministry because they allow us to plan and to think through uh, the investments of a, of a program. Well, they also have another side to them, and that is that in some ways they also take out the passion for the donors who are making it possible. We talk about a budget as opposed to talking about the ministry outcome in somebody's life, that they are being uh, having a new experience with God, that they're seeing hope in an otherwise hopeless experience. I actually see this as a huge opportunity because what it tells us is that people uh, want to know what's happening with what they're doing. 
Um, Mennonite Church Canada as a whole has a department called Congregational Partnerships, which is all about connecting uh, congregations and individuals in those congregations to the good works, to the people that are experiencing ministry. And that's very significant. Some donors, uh, for instance, have a strong relationship with tangible ways of giving, like sending blankets to uh, disaster areas. But there are also a lot less tangible ways of giving, for instance, church planting or an English teaching ministry in China that might eventually lead to a church start. Uh, Is it difficult to shift people's minds from the tangible kinds of giving to something that's more long-term and less tangible? Well, that's a very important question, Dan. The needs sometimes are bigger than just someone being cold. One of the things that I've come to learn is is that uh, the church is one of the most fundamental organizations that works to alleviate human suffering all around the world. There's actually a a UN agency that's working with AIDS, and one of the, the four things that this UN agency sees as fundamental in helping to resolve the AIDS issue is strong leadership and a concrete commitment from all sectors. Strong leadership. Where does it get developed? Well, one of the places it can be developed uh, in a lasting community, um, for lack of a better term, institution, is the church. And so when we invest in a church, we're investing in one of the pillars that helps a community, a society to resolve uh, some of its key issues. But let me also appeal to you that we want to do something that also transforms the circumstance. I also asked Lori Reeser how people choose what they support. This question really emerged out of people's answers more than what mm. more than me asking it because some people, like I said, give predominantly to the church and others don't. And there were some people who really talked about the Anabaptist model. They, you know, they they didn't trust their church, but they felt that they are, maybe had lost some of their heritage in that. As a church, we collectively couldn't decide how to, what to do with that money in the same way. Like well, there was one man who must have been you know, in his 80s, and he remembered being a founder of a particular church. And um, they had originally started out with a model where everyone gave the bulk of their charitable giving to the church, and they, and they dispersed it to a wide range of causes, Mennonite causes, community causes, medical, all kinds of things. But as time went on, they couldn't agree about which, which causes to support. So then they went back to more, a more contemporary model, whereas the church does support some benevolences, but it's up to more up to the individual donor. Al, given what Lori has just said, Has the church lost its way when it comes to sharing the wealth? By saying, have we lost our way, it's suggestive that that we don't have, that somehow we have managed to answer that question and that answer would be good for all times. And and I don't think that's true. And I think part of what's, uh, that Lori's research is also digging up is that there are a lot of stories that influence how people are seeing the congregation and its allocation for resources. And some of the those stories have uh, histories of difficulties. On the other side of the extreme, I've heard of stories that, that are, are very inspiring. One congregation got together and developed a plan for ministry. They didn't develop that plan for ministry uh, in light of how much money they had. They developed a plan for ministry for what they were called to do and to be in their community, in the province that they lived in, the nation, and internationally. And so they developed all these things of what they like to do. Then they set the budget for what would it cost to do these things. The, the last thing they did is they went to the congregation and asked the members of the congregation, how do you want to invest in this plan for our activity? 
The great thing was is that they had to go back to their plan and revise it to spend more money. When we together can understand each other, have a relationship to the outcomes that we're seeking, see the passion, we are generous people. And those processes are very healthy and very wholesome. You have also been a pastor, Al, and you have been a congregational leader. And I'm wondering if you can comment briefly on what wisdom the Bible offers people for today who are struggling with how to give or how to make their decisions about giving. The thing I see in scriptures that helps me most is that this is a journey that God wants to be involved with us about, that it's a helpful conversation to have with God. What are you calling of me to do? And that's not only about finances. That's about my time. That's about uh, gifts of intellect, skills, and so forth. And so everybody is involved. Everybody is richly gifted. The other side of that is that many folks who have a history of receiving financial gifts are learning that they have gifts to also give. And so that's a careful dialogue that's, that's encouraging the whole church, not only here in Canada, but around the world. I think the Bible has instruction for us as to how to be a good steward. And being a good steward is a good thing for us. It's not, a, it's not a tax on our lives. It's meant to build us up spiritually. You've clearly given this a lot of thought, and you have a lot to say about it. And uh, we want to thank you for joining us today, Al, and uh, wish you God's blessings on you and your ministry and your challenging work. Appreciate that, Dan. Our time is up for today. This broadcast and many other helpful resources are available on the Mennonite Church Canada website at www.mennonitechurch.ca. You're welcome to call our resource consultants at 1-866-888-6785 for additional help in finding books, videos, and more. We also invite prayerful and financial support for the many ministries of Mennonite Church Canada and for Church Matters. If you would like to get involved in supporting a long-term ministry, please call 1-866-888-6785 and ask for Al Rempel. If you enjoy this program, we invite your support. Mail your gift to Mennonite Church Canada, 600 Shaftesbury Boulevard, Winnipeg, Manitoba, R3P0M4. My name is Dan Dick. You've been listening to Church Matters, where our prayer is that you will be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world. Tune in again at this same time on the third Sunday of the month to hear more about the many ways that church matters. Thanks for joining us. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.